0: Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Upset, sitting down with Keith Myers, my co-host, as usual, uh, for now 351 episodes uh, into this thing um, in, in a partnership. So thanks for that, Keith. Welcome into yeah. the show. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. It's um, it's football weekend. College football's week one has already come and gone. Um, for those of you that are fans of West Coast teams, it was not a great weekend, but um, the NFL week one is now here and it's not going to be a great weekend for Seahawks fans either. I don't believe it's going to be, it's not going to be a, as much fun as, as we're used to um, from and previous we, and, seasons.
0: And we get to wait to the very end to find out how the Seahawks open up the season.
1: Yeah. Because proof that the NFL has a sense of humor, um, the Seahawks face russell wilson and his new team the denver broncos week one on monday night football prime time with everybody watching
0: yeah um yeah nice fun Pete carroll yeah. said yeah thank you nfl um well, you so know it, and i, I, might I be think the he only- actually he actually meant it but you know in reality it could be it could be a bloodbath, or you know the cx come up and, and surprise you know it's just it's one of those things opening uh game uh, both teams, uh, one team could be way more ready than the other team. Um, that could be the Seahawks. I don't think it is, but it could be. And, um, it would, it would be a little bit of a shocker and you'd kind of have to almost reevaluate a little bit, especially if Seahawks came out and had a great showing and had some turnovers and, you know, it was just, uh, it was chaotic for, for Wilson. I just, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Wilson's got a lot of motivation to come in and, Spank his old team and his old coach. And you know, I just don't know how good their roster is overall around him. We're gonna find out. So, speaking of the schedule, this is our sixth annual uh regular season prediction show, Keith. And uh so we've both come in fully prepared, I'm sure, to talk about all these games and opponents. And we're gonna go through the schedule and we're gonna come up with our wins and losses. As we've done every year, we're going to compare notes, find out where we sit at the end of this thing and um, see if we can create a better team on paper or if it's going to be about <laughs> how we think it's going to be uh, in reality. So um, yeah. how do you want to get started with this thing?
1: Well, I, we're going to uh, for those of you that are that are new to this with the way we do it, is we go game by game and we we declare wins and losses based on our prediction, how we think uh, the Seattle's roster Uh, pairs up and you know things like home field advantage and all of that um i will tell you that i have i am overly optimistic and that i have them winning every single game that i believe is winnable it's still not a good season by any means it's it's still a terrible season
0: yeah it's hard to it's, it's hard to reconcile this because um when you do go through game by game and you really do analyze the teams that the seahawks are facing when they're facing them within the season Um, the road games and so forth, you just kind of add it all up and it just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. You want Mm -hmm. to kind of be favorable to your team and, and give them the benefit of the doubt and the bounce of the ball. And even with all those things accounted for it, it still is um, challenging. And I think this show will kind of show that we'll still be uh, favorable when we can be, but it's, it is kind of a rough deal. So I've got a spreadsheet ready to go to, uh, for those that want to stick around and, uh, our YouTube watchers at at the end of the show, will uh, we'll reveal our overall wins and losses on a, on a, on a graph, if you want to have that. And I'll post Mm -hmm. that eventually on Twitter. Um, so Broncos at the Seahawks, uh, week one, September 12th, Monday night football. You, you talked about it. Um, I'll just throw it out. I've I've got it as a loss because
1: it's gonna be a bloodbath. I think Seattle's gonna get I don't think this game's gonna be close. Seattle's gonna get killed. Why do you think that? I think that because what happens um week one is the you know they're how the playoff games are just more intense and more just like especially the defenses, they're just really more geared up and and all of that. Um Week One is very similar because guys are tired of of hitting um, their teammates. they want to go out and hit someone, and in the preseason, they don't get to. They don't get to play a lot. Um, the people who are actually on the field in this week one game have only played you know a handful of snaps over the preseason, so they're ready to go out and just kill people. And so there's just a a, a violence to the game, week one, um a, a, a fear a ferocity that that the other games don't tend to have and honestly Seattle's overmatched they're in over their head in this one um Wilson's going to come out and he's going to he's going to run around and do Russell Wilson things they've got um rookie corners that if Wilson can run around in circles give them give their his receivers 5 or 6 seconds to get open they're going to get open and even against in especially against rookie corners, you have Seattle's got rookie offensive tackles, and so you're gonna see Denver's pass rushers get through because well they're rookies and they're gonna make you know there's gonna be growing pains, they're gonna make mistakes, and having this game be week one, just I I just don't think this is gonna they would probably lose this game no matter when they played it, assuming you know health and and all of that stays um, equal but week one, I, I don't, I don't like this matchup at all. It's interesting,
0: you know, the, the way that you frame that. And I tend to agree. Uh, I think it does come down to some sort of composure, if you will, if, if that's a, attainable, um, with an, in an NFL game, um, where you ride out the, the, the first wave of the ferocity, as, as you said, um, uh, probably a, at least a quarter, if not, you know, the first half is just going kind to of be back and forth a lot of punts uh, some miscues maybe some big plays and um you know at the at the end of the day it's the team that kind of rallies and comes around uh composure wise and russell wilson's got all that experience and mm-hmm. that, that that could very well be the difference in this game um yeah i i, I tend to see it that way basically as, as you you played it out it you know you're dealing with a bunch of rookies here young players that's great in the long-term for Seattle, but you know, first game out with all these guys in a cohesive unit, uh, it's going to be a big challenge. you know. And, and uh, Pete Carroll will have him as ready as he can, but nonetheless, I think it's, it comes up short. So I've got mm-hmm. it as a loss. You've got it as a loss. I'm going to write that in.
1: So week two, they go on the road to San Francisco. Um, I have this as a loss here um, as well, but I will say that the Trey Lance experiment um is still an experiment and if he there seems to be a lot of um caution out there within uh the national media about him and this team because of him um so it it is possible that Seahawks could go on the road and surprise San Francisco if Trey Lance makes a bunch of mistakes and either you know turns the ball over or misses some what should have been easy third down um, conversions and that kind of stuff. Seattle could pull that one out. Um, so whereas the first one, I think they get slaughtered, um, in this one, I I have it as loss, but I have it as very close loss.
0: Yeah. That's, and that's, again, a, a great way to put it. And if you're really optimistic as a, as a fan and, and, a, um, a guy that covers the team, you could kind of show this as, as a possible win. Uh, it it mm-hmm. the only thing that doesn't really favor the Seahawks in this is it is on the road, um, but there's a lot of punditry out there on the in the national media that is really giving the 49ers maybe some of the best chances to to emerge out of the NFC West this year um, to be in contention for the NFC um, title game, and uh, they've got a, a really decent roster. It really does all hinge on Trey Lance mm-hmm. and how that experiment goes. Uh, most people think it's going to turn out favorably but you just never know and they've got yeah. a little quarterback controversy there built in because if trey Lenz falters at all maybe they start the year one and three or something like that all of a sudden you're going to start to hear the garoppolo thing going again in, including within the team and that can tear that thing apart and so we'll just yeah. have to see
1: uh, i think it was a mistake for them to keep garoppolo and not just because him coming to Seattle would have given them like three more wins, um, but yeah, right, right. I, I, what you're just saying it sets it up. If um, Trey Lance struggles at all at any point, you're gonna start getting rumblings. You know why are, why is Garoppolo not playing? They won. They made it to an NFC title game with Garoppolo, right? I Absolutely, just, and they have a strong win. roster
0: around them. You know, yeah, they they, do. they're ready. They really they're ready do. to win. Um, same thing can be said uh, as far as the quarterback controversy, uh, with the Seahawks. Although I don't think that we're quite ready yet to assume any playoff standing at all, but (laughs) you still might have calls if Geno starts the year one and three or one and four, there there will be calls to have Drew Locke come in and at least show what he can do. Um, yeah, because if
1: you start, if you start the year, you and I have both have them both starting and two, right? Um, so if you, if it, if it gets much worse going forward, at some point, you know, this season is over, you know, Gino at 34, isn't getting it done. I'll tell you when it happens. See what hap, what, what, uh, Drew Locke has. You have to.
0: Now a word from our new sponsor Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of the Foo Fighters and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycon's give you 8 hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycon's price just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 5-star reviews. When I'm using my Raycons, I have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. Whether I'm in the studio or listening to my favorite band, my Raycons are great. Go to buyraycon.com tppn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com tppn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com tppn. I'll tell you when, when I think it happens. If we start the year 0-2 and then we happen to fall to the Falcons at home in week three, which I currently have them as uh, being the first win of the season. I think Me you too. probably do too. If they lose that game and it's, it's somehow attributed to, to Geno Smith's play, um, that could be a turning point to watch for. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I'm just going to say that's the point where you're going to start to hear stuff.
1: Yeah, that's when when the fans are gonna be like, uh-uh, make the switch, you gotta do it now, do it now, save the season, blah, blah, blah. At least give them a chance. You're gonna start, you're gonna hear it strongly if they lose if they go 0-3 and with a loss to Atlanta, a team that's just in a rebuild that traded their quarterback and their best receiver in the last two years, um, that signed Marcus Mariota, who kind of failed as a starter in Tennessee, spent the last couple of years as a backup in Vegas. Um, and now is getting a chance to start again, like if you lose that game and it especially if it's because of bad play by Gino Smith, they didn't, it won't just be rumblings. It'll be loud, yeah uh, i have, I have that game as a win though. It's at home. Uh, they are in the middle of a they're they're actually at the beginnings of a rebuild. I think Seattle's further along in roster development. I think both teams have serious quarterback problems. Um,
0: but, but they I like the where, overall, they have a better offense, I think.
1: I don't know. I like better um, offense
0: than their defense. Their defense really is horrible,
1: but defense is bad. And I like, um, I like Mariota more than I like Geno Smith. Um, but at the same time, I like Seattle's talent around their quarterback much more than I like Atlanta's, especially on defense. Um, Atlanta doesn't have a defense like Seattle's offense is bad, but Atlanta's defense is worse. And so Seattle's actually going to have some offensive success um, against Atlanta. And I could see that being a way, you know, that's just how I, I see them, you know, pulling out a win there.
0: This is a, the next game is interesting because I think this is maybe the the inflection point where you and I uh, differ slightly this game and maybe a, a, a later game in the, in the season. But I've got them losing on the road to the Lions against Dan Campbell's resurgent mm-hmm. uh, Lions team um and i'm just really curious as to see how you feel about this this
1: game i I have this as a win and if i go through and look it might be my only road win of the year it is um and i have it as a win because i don't trust jared goff and as much as i don't trust Geno smith i trust jared goff less i also like seattle's talent um around their quarterback more than I like Detroit's. Now Detroit's got some nice pieces. They're a mm-hmm. better team than people think because, you know, you're used to the, the Lions. They're a bottom feeder, right? They're awful. I think they make a run after um, the Seattle game where they start stringing together, you know, a couple of wins here, a couple of wins there and end up doing okay. But or this point in the season is where I see, Seattle being able to pull one out on the road against Detroit because Jared Goff's not going to win you a game. He's just not going to go out and, and do what's required to win. And so it's as far as quarterbacks go, the two teams are equal. Gino and Goff are the same guy. I mean, Goff's just younger, but they're both terrible. Um, Alex, and we Stanley, saw this.
0: Go ahead.
1: I said, Alex, like the rest of Seattle's roster better.
0: We saw the disparity in talent last year you know the the lions were a fighting team though. Dan Campbell's got them ready to to, to work hard and to, yep. to, to be
1: in they're, games. They're significantly better roster-wise this year than last year. I still think Seattle's overall roster talent is better. Um, and that's why I gave them the win, but it is on the road. And
0: I mean, Yeah, that, I that was it the tipping. Lost. That was the tipping for me and I, you know, this could have gone either way and i was early in my uh in in the schedule and in looking at my wins and losses and i looked at this game as being one of those games that was a letdown game you just won at home against the falcons you go on the road at 10 a.m the next week and you lose to a a team you maybe should have beat which gives you a larger picture as to where you really stand with Mm -hmm. your roster and with your season and i thought that was one of these one of these games and you know yeah again these are Bill and, and Keith predictions <laughs> these things can can go either way, but um I saw it as a loss. so
1: yep, I've got them two and two at this point. You've got them
0: um one and three, three. and 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 looking like it's going to be a long
1: season um two and see how- two and two they they've won two straight, they've won one on the road, they won't beat Atlanta at home. People are starting in my world, people are starting to you know feel positive maybe the season's not going to be as bad as it could be. Then they hit
0: a brutal stretch of games.
1: Um, but the wheels fall off right after Detroit um, in my world because the next game is at New Orleans. And um, as much as Jameis Winston is not the superstar that people thought he was when he was drafted first overall, he's far better than Gina, and that roster is good. And that they're, they're ready. Um, they're a surprising pick by a lot of um former nfl players that are now pundits guys like Keyshawn johnson and bart scott to represent the nfc in the super bowl um that's yeah. how positive a lot of um yeah. you know people are looking at that team um, and honestly, this is a
0: defense oriented team i mean it really yeah, is. it is
1: it's a defensive oriented team now and they're going to win with defense. They're going to run the ball well. They're going to ask Jameis to do Jameis things only a little bit. Don't turn the ball over. Yeah, um, and that and that's, that could
0: be their downfall. It could he's be. A little, um, a little bit of a slinger, including in this game. You know, the Seahawks are going to be a little bit more ball hockey, I think, in, in uh, this season. And this could be one so. of those games where they could generate some turnovers because Jameis Winston, yeah. if you pressure him a little bit, he can get a little erratic that might be this, yep. the 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 hope here
1: i've got them i've but i've got this as a loss how I about you too.
0: okay i do too yeah so cardinals at seahawks um on october 16th this is one of those deals where you just look at the, at the cardinals regular season schedule and, and uh, record in the last couple of years and you just you just almost assign this as a win because they just they they beat the Seahawks uh, in Seattle, and we seem to do better with them on the road. And this is early enough in the season where the Cardinals are pretty much on top of their game. And um, Murphy's uh, you know in, a, in the MVP hunt again, and uh, he slings it all over the field on the Seahawks
1: on this one. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got this as a loss. Um, early playing Arizona early in the year is you're going to lose. Playing Arizona late in the year means they're going to be awful. Uh, and until they switch their coaching staff to one that's competent, that's what the way it's going to be. And so um, this is early enough in the year. Uh, I expect, yeah, uh, Murray's going to look good. He's still going to be uh, in the MVP hunt. And this is going to go down as a loss.
0: And as it, as it turns out, we play him, you know, twice in the in four-week period here. Yep. So, um, okay, Seahawks at the Chargers. What an exciting game. To me, this would be an exciting game. Um, if we were in contention because of uh, Justin Hubert and the emerging charger team, both defensively and especially on offense, it's just too much firepower for the Seahawks. I, it's, it's one of those things where I think the Seahawks could have a potentially a top 10 defense um, if they had a top 10 offense. If Seattle were, were to have a top 10 offense that could sustain drives, uh, convert third downs. Um, keep the defense off the field. I think Seattle would be, you know, would would be up there. Uh, but I think it's going to be a long season for this defense because the offense just won't be able to sustain anything. And so when that happens, I think teams like the Chargers are primed and ready to take advantage of that.
1: Oh yeah, the Chargers are a legit contender um, for a Super Bowl title. Um, kind of just, like the, the yeah, yeah, uh, the West Coast
0: version of of Buffalo. I mean, it's like they're yeah, super. They've
1: They've got, they've got uh, supercharged. Nice pun for the Chargers. Um, <laughs> the, um, the Chargers have talent up and down the roster. They are by far the better team, and um, that's an easy loss. So the, the following week, though, the CX come home to play a Giants team that is rebuilding despite the fact they never built. So does it count as rebuilding if you, aren't, if you never built anything to begin with? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, well,
0: you know, I think the the biggest takeaway here is that the head coaching change and and just kind of heading in a different direction with the general manager and um that takes a little while. But they drafted well this year, um both uh, Evan Neal and um quite a few different players, uh Kevon thibodeau although he he might be ailing. Uh, we'll have to monitor that, but they've got some they've got some nice young talent. It's just going to take a while. It's just one of those deals where they they're they're talent poor and we don't know exactly what um Brian Deball is gonna is gonna do with this um defense and so forth. So i I'll be very curious as to see how this team does. But I do have this as being one of the Seahawks wins this year. As as, and I. it seems to be the one that's almost the easiest one to predict.
1: Yeah. Um Daniel Jones has an opportunity this year to I to prove that he is. A starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he. I don't think he. Um. He rises to that challenge. Wow. And I think that this becomes an opportunity for Seattle's defense to get some turnovers. Um. And Seattle. I have this Seattle winning this game, and it's somewhat unfortunate for that particular win, because they at this point they will have beaten. According to me, they will have beaten Atlanta and the Giants, which puts them. Behind in the tiebreaker to two different teams that are going to want to gra- uh, draft a quarterback um, know, in the next yeah,
0: year's draft. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. The Falcons, Lions, Giants could all use a quarterback mm-hmm. long term. Um, yeah. I've got his win. All right. So, Seahawks at Cardinals. Um, just faced them three weeks prior. Here we are again in the desert, November 6th. I've got it down as another loss um, just because I, I go ahead.
1: Oh, go you, you go finish. Finish. Yeah.
0: I, I just think that um, the, the Seahawks are just overmatched. They've got a better roster. I thought the Cardinals did an okay job. It seemed like they just kind of held in place, but the Seahawks dropped their franchise quarterback in the off season and they just don't have an answer. Last year it was all about Russell Wilson and Rashad Penny in that game at the end of the year. And now we're minus uh, uh, Wilson. And I just don't know that we have really an answer to kind of keep up with their offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, Arizona's offense is going to struggle a little bit because, um, you know, they're without their best receiver. Nuke Hopkins who has been suspended. Um, They don't have, they don't have, they're, they're, you know. He's back for this game though. Hopkins Um, is back for this game. Is he back already by that point?
0: He's back for the November 6th game,
1: yeah. Okay. But still, um, you know, I think that they're not – they aren't a team that I believe is going to be in contention down the stretch. And that's not just – they do start fast and finish slow. That's the – you know, that's that team's, you know, thing. This game is early enough in the season, even though it's the second time Seattle has played Arizona – uh, there's still a lot of football to be played after this. This is where the Arizona swoon and where the wheels have fallen off and they start to really struggle hasn't yet started. And so I have this as a loss uh, for Seattle.
0: And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah, that's spot on. So things get really go ahead.
1: Things go things. I was just saying the same thing. Things starting at that game. This is a four-game stretch after the Giants that is rough. It is really rough. Um. Because the next week after that one is at Tampa Bay,
0: which is actually in Germany.
1: Oh, that's right. It's it's, it's on. It's not just. It is. It's a road game. It counts as a road game. It doesn't. CX didn't lose a home game for it. But it's. You're right. It's in Germany. Um, yeah. but, but it doesn't matter um, as far as that stuff goes. Tampa's a, Tampa's a Super Bowl contender. Yep. Um, and Seattle is a first overall pick contender um that's an easy loss to me
0: yeah same um it's on the road 6:30 a.m. start time pacific coast and um you know i think this team goes in uh and and has fun this is where where the team kind of looks at its wins and losses and realizes it's not it's already out of playoff contention it's going to be a, a, a long season but this is one of those games where uh, the team kind of turns loose gets loose um plays loose nothing to lose and just goes and ha- has has fun they still lose this game just by a more talented roster but um you can see that i think that they start to, to have a little bit of fun and and um let things go a little bit following that game then you've got a bye week i think the chatter really starts um in earnest about seahawks uh playoff hopes are over what's going on with pete carroll what's going on with quarterback position look forward to the 2023 nfl draft that sort of conversation now starts in earnest by uh what would be november 21st
1: yep so we are 10 games into the season i have them at three and seven and you have them at two and
0: eight i do and i've got another two losses coming up
1: so do i out of the bye. Come out of the bye um, at home against Vegas, um, another team that made the playoffs last year and then added a ton of talent.
0: Um, And we earlier, Keith, we had talked about the Broncos as being a team that's just going to overmatch Seattle in that first game. I kid you not. I'm looking at the Broncos as being the fourth-best team in in that division, and here we are facing the Raiders in Week 12 and Mm -hmm. it's actually a better team i think
1: yeah um and the chargers they've already faced and lost is is a better team um i think i think you undersell uh denver a little bit but we'll see as the season goes on but overall i mean point taken right um you know denver might finish fourth in this division um the the vegas raiders might finish fourth in that division they're still gonna slaughter seattle they're just far better talent-wise, um, as far yeah, as yeah, they'd be no, no worse than
0: than second in our division, I think. Yeah. In fact, the entire power uh, shift from the NFC to the AFC is complete, <laughs> and the, you don't have to look any further than this. I mean, there's there's probably at least um, I'm going to say at least ten teams in the AFC that are vying for playoff spots that are legitimately. Better than any NFC team, really. I mean, it's yeah. just there's there's a few NFC teams, but okay, Panthers at Seahawks December eleventh um, you skip
1: you skipped the rams I
0: did I did. I skipped the Rams. Seahawks at Rams December fourth. um, That's I've also got it down as a loss as well. It's on the road against the best team in, in the NFC
1: mm-hmm. yep, same
0: okay, so Panthers at Seahawks, I've got it as a win. Panthers are kind of one of those teams that you look at the schedule and you're going, I've got the Seahawks um, winning every winnable game. You you mentioned that. This Mm -hmm. is to me one of those winnable games. So I agree. I
1: I also have this as a win. Uh, And again, I look at this and I go, yeah, they win. And by winning, they lose because with Carolina, they don't have a quarterback either. And uh, Sam Darnold's not the guy. Baker Mayfield, you're going to learn this year, is not the guy. They're going to be wanting a new quarterback. And um you you lose you win this game and you hurt your chances at getting one of the three elite quarterbacks that are coming out of the draft
0: yes uh, and no keith uh, it depends on the way you look at it i mean you've also got to look at these individual teams and what their records might be heading into this game and so forth and i don't think the panthers are going to be below the seahawks at this point no. um or if you go but you don't. The, you, you know don't the giants yourself, could be but... the lions i think it's are going to be ahead of the seahawks at this point and so forth yeah, you're right. No, every, every win at this point is kind of sketchy because now you're thinking, well, you're talking about position in the draft. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a really difficult thing to navigate, um, for a team that's, that's losing. It's going to have a losing season. That's all they're pining on is getting a franchise quarterback. So these wins are consequential. But you're not going to tell your franchise and you're not going to have Pete Carroll go out and try to lose games. It's just, oh, no, not you know, at all. They're going to try happen. and happen. So, yep. it's, it's
1: tough. But Carolina is a beatable team. I mean, they are. I mean, they got better when they traded for Baker Mayfield, but they got marginally better when they traded for Baker Mayfield. Um, overall, I'm not super impressed with their roster uh, at all. I think they're a couple of years away from contending with anything, even if. Even if Baker Mayfield come, sh- turns around and, and proves a lot of people wrong, including me, and, and really plays well and shows that he's a starting quarterback um, in this league, they're still a couple of years away. So they're, mm-hmm. they're a beatable team. And yeah. I've got Seattle winning that game as well.
0: Yeah, Matt Rule be the, uh be the coach there. I think he'll do a good job eventually. Um, 49ers at Seahawks on Amazon Prime. Thursday 5:15 p.m. That's interesting. I, I got a question for you is that game a possibility
1: to be flexed? I don't know if the Amazon Prime games are flexible or I don't think so on. because they're Thursday games and that's yeah. um the flex games tend to be Sunday night games. Um although there's some potential for flexing Monday games this year requirements for hard to hit. Um I think this one's going to stay a Thursday night game uh, because every NFL team has a Thursday night game. That's one of the things they went to a couple of years ago is every team has one. And so this will be Seattle and San Francisco's game. These short games where you have four days between games, um, you can't, you can't game plan for them. You have to just go in and do what you do best. Um, It tends to lean on whichever is the more talented team. You can't win with coaching in these games you have to just be better than the other team across from you san francisco's roster is really good no matter what trey lance is doing or jimmy garoppolo or who's playing quarterback the rest of their roster is better than Seattle. yeah as
0: long as they're healthy this time of the year they do have a better roster for sure it'll it'll Mm -hmm. come down to you know who's in sync who's playing really well at this time of the of the year you know if the 49ers are winning and the seahawks are losing i think the momentum is definitely going to favor the 49ers in this i do have it down as a win though and the reason that i had that as a win wow. um and 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 you had the the lions uh, as a win and i had it as a loss this is where we where we differed on our schedules is that there's always a game there's there's just always seems to be a game in the year where the where a team rises up and and beats a better team and um i think this is it this is the, the
1: what, game, what game was that last year or was it the, the arizona seahawks? game at the end of the year
0: yeah that's probably it right because arizona's in a playoff hunt for sure they had something on the line to play for and seahawks went and whipped them um which is mm-hmm. somewhat un, unexpected i would say but yeah this is this would be the the game for me that, that the seahawks go in and do that to the disappointment of those who wish that they could lose to get a better uh, draft position, um, they they go out and uh, take care of business in
1: this one. I don't know. There's something about beating San Francisco that's worth you know dropping a couple spots in draft position.
0: I agree. And if you go look <laughs> Just, historically, we've we've really sucked it to them in the last ten years.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. After that, they're playing. So you have that as a loss. I have that as a loss. Okay. A- after that, they go on the road in Kansas City. I don't um, know the answer, Keith, I in a it very, for you. Lo- very <laughs> lopsided game. Yes, um, Kansas City picks up an easy win.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's that's exactly right. Um, Jets at Seahawks. This is another one of those winnable games. Seahawks should be able to take care of. Um, and I've got it down as a win as well. So they're do, I've got them winning too. three out of the out of the these last four games on this schedule. At least I do.
1: Oh yeah, because Carolina, San Francisco, then a loss, then a, beat, a win against the Jets. Yeah. that's a nice, that's a nice stretch for them at the end of the season to kind of hang their hats to on. To get hey,
0: respectable, we're,
1: we're getting better. Yes, uh, and, and and we're going to be doing well. Um, I have this as a win, but this was actually one of those games that I thought about swap, flopping and and switching it to a loss, because the Jets, we're used to the Jets being the Jets. Um. They're not going to be as bad this year, especially at the end of the year. They're really young, but they're talent. They're they're more talented now. They've got some good people. Well um, coached. They're co- well coached, and I think that, um, you know, they're they're going to improve as the year goes on, and you're going to see them playing pretty good football at the end of the year. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I I agree. That's going to be that that's going to be a harder game than I think people think because um it's just be better. But I still have is, Seattle winning that.
0: This is a point in the schedule where I think both of us could overthink things a little bit. Um and just kind of trying to figure out a way to get to a certain number. Um so you know, for the schedule. Um cuz you I think you could get, get to, to four wins if you were being brutally honest and not optimistic, just neutral, looking at this schedule. Mm-hmm. I think you could potentially get to seven wins on the other end of the spectrum if you were manufacturing wins against evenly matched teams or maybe a home game that you could sway it slightly. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's just hard. It's, it is hard. And when you say I could have gone to a loss here, yeah. And that would have, you know, well, I'll let you decide how you want to present your final win total, but it it's I just gave it to him because right now in early September, um, it looks like a win. And it it might be adjusted later on, you know. This yeah. Just based on the fact that the Jets might be improving, the Seahawks might be completely tanking. It just you just don't know all right rams at seahawks keith
1: uh the rams will the rams will be fighting san francisco for the division title um and even if they aren't they'll be fighting for the first overall um you know pick or you know playoff seating that kind of stuff rams are gonna not they're not gonna come out and lay an egg on here um and they are the more talented team so i've got that as a loss
0: i do too so, uh you want to add them up for me? I can just add them up for you.
1: <laughs> we, we both you and I both have us at 5 and 12. 5 and 12. Um, the difference being I've got a win versus Detroit where you've got a loss and you've got a win versus San Francisco late in the year where I have them as a loss. Those are the only differences. Um uh, we both have them at 5 and 12. Uh and that puts them There's in, our, Yep.
0: There's there's the deal.
1: That puts uh, the, the Seahawks in line for a top five draft pick, um, which should get them a quarterback because, um, I was thinking about this when I was putting this together and I got to the end and I was like, okay, who are they competing with for these, for the, the this, this draft position? And we have Arizona and Detroit and the giants. Um, and you know, I just went through all the teams And I'm like, the truth is, I I said Arizona, I did not mean Arizona. I said, I'm in Atlanta. Um, The truth is that if Jacksonville's there, they feel they've got their quarterback. Um, If the Jets are in that, they feel they've got their quarterback, right? Um, And so a top five pick, when you've got a couple of teams that already feel like they've got your quarterback in there, puts you in line to get a quarterback in the draft. Because I, I still think there's three elite quarterbacks in this draft class and we'll see if someone else um you know comes up and plays their way into a kid
0: from florida had a great game yeah he did did play into the conversation but at five and 12 last year the panthers were the five and 12 team in the draft and they picked six overall so you're you're taking a look at a you know four five six seven draft spot that's plus we've got a second first round pick as well as uh two seconds as well so we do have maneuverability plus you can always use the future so we can go up and get the guy we want really um Mm -hmm. for the most part top three top two you know first or second pick overall um depending on how they evaluate and and so forth so it'll be very interesting the offseason will be but for for now what do you think about the, the the schedule what do you think about how this is going to play out. You know, the roster seems to be moving in the right direction, Keith, but this is a lot to overcome.
1: Yeah. The schedule like is rough because they play the AFC West, which is the best of it. There's four really good yes, teams. In that absolutely. Division. Um, so they're, that's, that's hard. And, our own those division. Um, and they're our own division. And so between those two, right, that's um, that's 10 games of your schedule yeah. that come out, come out, come out against, just really, really good football teams. That's hard to overcome. Um, when you're in the middle of a rebuild and you don't have a quarterback.
0: Yeah. 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 I, you know, I was looking at our own division and there's potentially, um, six, 10 losses mm-hmm. right there. You could lose every game in your division. Really? Uh, both, all three teams are better. Yep. um in front of us you know the then, only saving grace is we play them twice and some some of those are at home and so you kind of slide those things over a little bit into the win column at least i did twice so i would two and four in our own division um to get to five wins overall
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and i lost every one of those afc west contests and um obviously yeah winners. I ha-
1: and i have them going oh and 10 in those games wow um, yeah, I see, you
0: um, did, didn't
1: you? I don't have them beating winning having a single division win or one against. And so you go 0 and 10 in those games and then you think about it, like okay, there's seven games left. I had them going 5 and 2 in the other seven games. So I guess the schedule doesn't do Seattle any favors as far as them yeah. winning games. Um it also does them a lot of favors as far as the future of this team and getting a quarterback. So, um yeah, being able to, and so, okay, so not only those 10 games, but then you also look at um, Tampa Bay and New Orleans are also on their schedule. Yeah. Right, two other teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs. Um, that's 12, Yeah, right? And I have I have them winning the other That's five exactly games.
0: right. That's exactly the way it, I, I kind of looked at it. Although I did kind of play around with that Lions and, and 49ers uh, game. I saw it pretty much like you did as well. It's just, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to win, you know? And I, and I, and I say that as a guy that's been talking for the last three months about how close I think this is. Um, This is the NFL. You are going to be in games. Pete Carroll's the coach. He's going to have a well-coached defense. Um, He's going to be more ball hockey and aggressive this year. So we could generate some turnovers that kind of gives teams an opportunity to win close games at the, at the end um, but do you have the quarterback that is going to be able to win those close games for you if you're behind or protect the lead uh, by sustaining drives? And we do have a running game that we could potentially sustain some drives, but mm-hmm. it, it's unproven at this point. Um, but I don't know that we can go out and win games if we're down by you know three or ten or two or five um, with three minutes left and you put the ball in Gino's hands, um it's a loss it's a it's a it's a 50 50 proposition at best now when you when you did that with russell wilson it was you know 75 25 um and so realistic just trying to be realistic i know people support gino we will support gino um but just being realistic as far as the play on the field is concerned and and how it affects the record i think that you and i have done about where we think we're going to be you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be somewhere between four and seven wins, depending yeah, on so. how it bounces. And that's really optimistic, I think.
1: Uh, after I've, seeing the preseason. I don't see seven wins as a possibility on the schedule. Um, I could get to six because I think that you're right, a win over Arizona or um San Francisco at some point. Mm-hmm. Um one Mm -hmm. of those two you could say maybe um
0: you could possibly beat the broncos out of the gate Uh, that might tip the scales and just go up and sneak one just go up and get one early in the year before everyone's ready and generate a turnover maybe snack him a couple times you know it's it's just one of those deals where it could happen. I, I, I give it maybe a 20% chance, but there's a 20% chance. And um, I can't say that about all the other games on the on the, on the the uh, schedule. But the Broncos game, the first game, I think there's a chance that that you could create a win there. And then if you take a 49er game, you take a Cardinal game, that gets you to seven.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, have. I know. I, I that's don't have, all I'm saying don't, is you could don't get think there, close. but it's. I don't think they're close to Denver, it's hard. especially not early in the season. When you there are a number
0: of games. fans that disagree with us, like just completely disagree with us. And, and some pundits that, that say our defense is, is going to be better than advertised. We're going to generate turnovers. Um, the running game is going to be better than, than we're thinking it is. Just because Penny, we haven't seen Penny in the preseason. And Ken Walker, we haven't seen him. And this thing could really end up being dynamic. Gino could end up being a placeholder where he just throws the ball, you know, uh dumps off and yards after a catch goes way up, and we somehow convert third down. You know what I'm saying? It's just you'd have to stack so many of these. Well, if this happens and then this happens and then this happens, if you stack all of them up, you can get the seven wins. (laughs) Any of those things fall short, which is more likely, yeah, you you fall short of that.
1: And so that's where I'm at. There's there's a range of outcomes, right? And if every single one of these different things that you just mentioned falls in the Seattle's favor at, on the range of outcomes, you get to six or seven wins. Um, but not everything is gonna fall in Seattle's favor. You're not going to get every single thing to fall in line. Um, and honestly, I have us at five, I feel better about four. 4 seems more realistic than 5 given the schedule because I don't think you go through and win every single game that's winnable. Yeah. Because that that is saying that you aren't going to make the mistake that you're not going to have um you know a receiver put the ball on the ground um or you know you're going to you're going to uh catch those interceptions. Um that kind of stuff. You don't have a game where Um, Jason Myers misses two kicks. That's how you get to five wins. You have to have those things happen. And if you have one of those one of those bad situations that I just mentioned, now you're at four.
0: So this was always the play, wasn't it, Keith? It is. Go through this painful year Mm -hmm. uh with a younger but exciting roster that's got oozing potential but you're missing the piece that Mm -hmm. is most needed to elevate you over the top. And so the Seahawks long play, they could have solved or temporarily solved the cornerback position a couple of different ways. Um, the Baker Mayfield thing comes to mind, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. Um, but, um, they went and they didn't draft anybody. So you, you go through that process, Gino and drew those, those were the choices going into the evaluation. And so it always seemed to me that that was slightly less than optimal if you were, if your sole purpose was winning, Mm -hmm. but I think the sole purpose isn't winning. The sole purpose is building a foundational roster that is ready to
1: win when that final piece comes and it's just not here yet. Yep. The right this year is not about wins and losses. It really isn't. It's about developing the talent that's here. It's about getting Abe Lucas and Charles Cross up to speed in the NFL and getting them, you know, those game reps because a year from now they're both going to be elite players. I honestly believe that, Um, but you got to get them there. And this year is about getting them there. It's about getting Ken Walker up to speed and looking like an elite player. It's about, it was about getting um, DK Metcalf signed um, long-term. So he gets to hang out in, um in seattle and wait for the next and it's also about getting yourself in a position to go get um cj stroud or one of the other guys right, right. um i still think bryce from, bryce
0: young or johnson the kid from florida just had a you know a, a nice outing
1: and yeah the there's kentucky yeah or um, the kid
0: from usc had a great great Williams. game too so yeah
1: I, I see, i don't know if he's draft eligible i think he's got another year before he can play
0: um but there's but there's five you know there's five or six quarterbacks it looks like that are going to end up going in the first round and when you you take a look at the top three quarterback year plus you've got will anderson you know the edge rusher from uh georgia i mean there's a lot of players up there at the top this Mm -hmm. year it's going to be a great draft at the top like top 10 is going to be highly coveted so the seahawks having two first round picks two seconds plus future will give them all the ammunition that they need if they have a top five, top six pick, uh naturally to Mm -hmm. go in and manipulate where they need to be to get their guy. And
1: so yeah, because you might have a like the Jets or the Jacksonville Jaguars that normally are like, oh, they're above you. You gotta you have to trade up in that spot because someone else will. And then but this might be the year where you don't because they're gonna stay to get that guy from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Right. Um because they've got their quarterback. What they need is an elite defensive player. Um, And I don't know. I, I just think it's a, it's a good draft class. It's a good, it's a good year to be bad and Seattle picked the right year to do this.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. So I had the graphic up for the YouTube viewers. If you're listening to the show uh as a audio podcast, I'll have it up on um, my Twitter account. If you want to go peek at it and um yeah. It's not pretty. It's not great. It's not the thing that, you know, we wished for, but here we are. I think yeah. um, the team though has a, a, is doing things the right way um, they have a plan. building.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the key here is they've got a plan. They're, they're letting the plan play out. They unloaded a lot of talent this last off season. Um, not just um, Wilson and Bobby Wagner, but even guys like Carlos Dunlap and you know, other guys, they unloaded a lot of talent to get their salary cap position where they wanted. They manipulated um, the draft to get some really good players at key positions where they needed them. Yeah. Moved and on they, from
0: Dwayne Brown and figured that out. So, yeah, it was a hard thing to navigate, and they did. They did really. And they did well. a good
1: job. And they set themselves up to have a to really struggle this year, but then go get a quarterback and have an opportunity to have built their roster in a way where a year from now they're jumping from four to five wins to 10 to 11 wins. Yes. And that's where you want to be. And you want to, they get to do it in one year. I
0: think so. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at NFL. You can find me at W Seahawk. Sorry, you can find the show at uh, Hawk's Playbook um, and seahawksplaybook.com is the website. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. Make sure you share it and subscribe. So until next time.